And who are we? That's one secret we'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to season two, episode one, season premiere, baby, of Gossip Guys Max. Chasing Summer, part four, the boys. Season two, part one. So many parts. <laughs> so many, but there's so many parts to chase. That's true. That's what we're learning. He has gills, Aaron. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and those gills can talk. And sing and sound like Pat Oswalt. Oh. I loved it. I loved it. I, um, I did too. We already yeah. have spoilers. We already hit them with spoilers before we could even warn them. But I think they knew. This is, we're talking about. They're already watching yeah, we're talking about the first four episodes of season two on Amazon Prime right now, and then we're going to circle back for the other half in four weeks' time when they're all out. Uh, there we go. Well, those your announcements, everyone, and uh, thanks for coming. Thank, yeah. Uh, thanks for being here, Aaron. Here we are, boys, season two. How Whew. you doing, Andy? Uh, well... With the boys or in life? Um, because those are different things. Life with the boys. Well, <laughs> marriage. How's that? Marriage is good. Yeah, I I was recently got like I left. Uh, I I was away from my wife for the first time this last week. Uh, which normally that's not a big deal, but in this world it sort of is now. It's <laughs> like um, we hadn't been you know since the quarantine, since pandemic, since March. We've been so you know saw some family. But, you know, it was sort of everything was changed by the fires and, you know, ash raining down in your drink on the beach. Fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, it, was, it wasn't even hot. It was weird. It was like 110 down here. And it was like cold in Tahoe, uh, which that makes sense at night. But it was sort of, I don't know. It was just very surreal. Uh, it's this, been a surreal. It has. Uh, well, it's been like, I don't know. <laughs> It's been terrible, uh, for the most part. I mean, what? Uh, I'm glad we got the boys at least. Uh, but you know, we got football coming back. Uh, it's fall. You know, the sky looks like pumpkin spice. <laughs> it looks like like uh, an apocalyptic filter. You know, like <laughs> it looks like what happens. It looks like it's your point of view, Andy. My half is glass full right now. Oh, we're switching. We're switching sides today. Yeah, uh, it's fall. We've got football. Good things are happening. Things are happening. I mean, the new Dune trailer came out. That looked good. Uh, Did it though? Yeah. All right. I don't know. I've never seen the original. Oh well, the original movie. I mean, it's a David Lynch film. It's it's yeah. a it's a disaster, but it's. I, I mean, I enjoy it. The music is awesome. By. Uh, it was a Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, 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 and to- and Toto did the the music. Um, 
Uh, but it's it's good. But no, the the book is amazing, and you know I think the the fear is the mind killer. That's essentially the theme, or the sort of hero's journey that, and that's what we all sort of have to like. It is fear is the mind killer. Fear is spreading like the wildfires in California. Um, but how how are you, Aaron? How are you? You're a little bit further away from it all, but like I think everyone in California is basically yeah, no, in it. Um getting a little uh, smokiness and it's covered in cloud of smoke and it uh, it's nice not having the sun it's nice down on you. <laughs> uh i mean i i, I guess the bright side yeah 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 no i guess you're right it isn't uh, like it's it's less hot now uh which yeah, it, I woke up it's to a nice fall morning i've got my uh, coffee we've got an early morning recording it's uh, i don't know i'm trying to get in the mood i decorated for fall Oh wow! What's uh? What's, so what's uh? What's the decorations? I just had a, a leaf garland, like a fall leaf garland, on the mantle. Uh, there's a some pumpkins, a scarecrow, and um, it's some Steelers memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we ready. are we excited for the Steelers this year? We, yeah, we're excited for football. I, I I just I'm not gonna put so much hope into a. Uh, an aging Ben Roethlisberger. I, it's, I think we're, we need to look for our future. We're going to start. I love Ben, but it's time to start to gear up for the end. And, uh, you know, and then I have also, uh, you know, other football-themed stuff I've been doing. I've been benching the OJ trial 25 years later. How old were you with that? Do you remember watching that at all? Or? I think I rem- I don't think I remember watching it. I mean, what was the year? 94? 95. 95? 95. Yeah. Um, so I was like 13. But I remember watching it during the summer. Yeah, I mean, I, I was seven, but I, 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 the, I was far more invested in the Seattle Mariners playoff run, <laughs> which uh, was, you know, it's funny that that was, it's, it's so well, less. That was big because, you know, a year before there wasn't a World Series. Yeah, well, and it was also like what saved baseball in Seattle. Like if we hadn't made the playoffs, we might have moved away. So I wouldn't have the Mariners or the Sonics, <laughs> maybe. Um, so that would have been. That would have been pretty... I, I don't know. I don't know what that reality would have been like because I never... That's sort of like when I discovered baseball. So that's what I was... I had a different sport on my mind and I think I was sort of too young. I think the like idea or like that it, something was happening, I think I remember, but I don't remember like sort of watching it and certainly the content of it. That just sort of came later. <laughs> um, but I know I know you've uh, you've lived many lives with the OJ trial. I feel like, yeah, I'm old. I've seen it. Well, it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you, you. I mean, you're you're in it. You know, this is a thing that it's like one of your your obsessed. Yeah, I think it's a seminal moment of my generation. It's so you know, where were you when uh, you were watching the NBA Finals and then they cut to the uh, the Bronco chase? You know, I remember that. I remember being twelve and you know after elementary school and I'm watching the game with my friends. So. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a moment. I think it was the trial of the century. I don't think you'll ever see. I don't know. I can't think of any other star that's so beloved by people that you know now. I mean, for some, they, everybody loved OJ, and they just it was it was ridiculous. It was crazy. It was crazy what a blunder. Marsha Clark and the prosecution was just a blunder. Well, and I mean, 
I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, this is a whole podcast, uh, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but that, listen, I'm starting to think OJ did it. That's all. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally there. Uh, well, well, you know, I, it actually, I think does sort of dovetail nicely with the boys because OJ is that celebrity, is that star, is the, the person who can do anything right in a way he was sort of told that and he, he, he trans, I mean, they, they said that he sort of transcended race and clearly he didn't, but, um, and, but in a way he was sort of, um, I mean, that's, I think where that sort of complex where you can get away with anything comes from, right? Like it's sort of, yes. it's told it's to you, you know, it's uh, told to you by, uh, people around you and your success is almost, maximized by the people around you and so it becomes part of your ego right everyone around you is telling you how amazing you are how great you are um and these are strangers these are these are other professional athletes even or just like you know or or it's the the cavalcade of women that just you know want to be or in his orbit and then if someone you know, says no, or, you know, wants to be away from you. That doesn't make sense. That is not what women and people are supposed to do. And I mean, I think that's what we see with the deep. That's what we're seeing with Homelander. That's what we're, yeah. And we're, and I think we're seeing it. I mean, I think all these superheroes, that's sort of the, if you get, you're, you're given the key to the city and you can do whatever you want. And that's sort of, and, and you're funded by, you know, a billion dollar company, you are, you're, if you, you already have invincible skin, like, of course you're going to think you can do whatever you want. And it, it's, uh, it's hard to, but I I mean, I think that's what, you know, many people in our government and celebrities, of course, also, I mean, that's what the Me Too movement, you know, was sort of some of the big, like obviously Harvey Weinstein, you know, it's, it's all these people that just have so much power and know they've lost themselves. There's no awareness of what's right or wrong. It's just you. Season two, starring Penn Badgley. Uh, no, um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I I, I think OJ. Did, did you like that? Did I bring OJ and the boys in? Are we we good with that? It's great. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. All right. Um, the boys season three will be in Brentwood. Ooh, <laughs> maybe. That actually, that ooh, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Like if it end, if it starts with like, like um, they Vaughn moves to LA, they do Vaughn Studios in Los Angeles, and well, and someone has just murdered someone basically, and is on the run, and then there's a trial. Um, I there, I mean, we're sort of headed to a trial in this in this season, but for different, you know, for the Compound V stuff. That's what sort of is happening on the background with like the news reporter, you know, uh, or. She's like a politician, Victoria Newman, who I only know is a bigger deal because I've seen future episodes. Um, but like, obviously, w- what we learn is the Compound V. It, it it comes becomes public that superheroes were created, um, not not born. It wasn't a, it wasn't chosen by God or fate. It was a, there are lab experiments that you know were given to. It's all lies. Yes, that it's all just lies. That was our. That's the the main line from episode one, which we live tweeted to much fanfare. <laughs> uh, and we we discovered a second chasing summer drink, 
Lava Flow. Um, lava Flows are great. If you haven't had a Lava Flow, I definitely recommend it on a nice, hot summer day. Well, when, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, like, we were just talking about fall. We're talking about fall, but it's chasing summer, Aaron. But I guess, uh, but like what we said last time. We're in, we're in fall, but we're still, we didn't get a summer. It wasn't, where it was summer. We didn't, I mean, it was hot. That's all we Summer's got. It's in Sandusky, apparently. <laughs> Summer. doing, doing, doing shrooms at, at a Goo Goo Dolls concert. Well, and that was, I mean, that sounds like a fun time. But he, he, I, he had some, he might have had DMT. I don't know what he had. Um, oh, here, let me ask you this. Yeah. yeah let's talk Chase for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's get into Chase. Oh, well, Chase, Chase is the best performance of his career. All right, easy. Amazing, Done. Amazing, easily. I, you can't argue this. Great performance, the best he's ever done. I'm excited to see more. I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of our boy. I'm, I, and I was just, I'm actually sort of, well, it's a very difficult storyline, but let's talk, we can, we'll talk more about the storyline of it before, but we can just talk about, I guess, well, I guess what you meant by talking about Chase is talk about the deep and all that stuff too, but yeah. sorry, go, go, go with where you were headed. Or, I don't even know. Well, I mean, we open, we open with him just crying at a water, you know, amusement park, you know, just being like, you're so alone, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's just like a great. And, and, and the bartender's like, we're going to call TMZ and listen, you don't know what it's like. You ever been stuck in Sandusky? I mean, no, but I imagine I'd handle it better than the deep. <laughs> uh, There's I've, only bars, I'm assuming, so I don't know. Well, yeah, when you're in, yeah, when you're sent to the, I mean, he, he's basically sent there. This is his punishment for, and he deserves, like, all this stuff coming to him, he deserves it. And that's, this is sort of him. It's his re- it's his starting his rebirth, just like as he, you know, ended last season doing it, cutting his hair. This is part of him, you know, becoming deeper. <laughs> Maybe he's becoming Kevin and not the deep anymore. I mean, I think, I mean, we do hear the the Gills, Pat and Oswald, which happens in episode three, call him Kevin. And I, th- I feel like, and, and also I think the woman does too. Uh, her name is... I think her name is Carol, but she played Susan in Friends, yes. who was married to Carol, <laughs> Ross's ex-wife. Um, so that was a fun, that was a, I feel like that had to be a, a reference on purpose or something. Um, like someone had to know that. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, so are we joining the Church of the Collective? Is that the plan? I mean, if I get a lifetime supply of Fresca, uh, no is the answer. I, I'm out. I know you're in. Uh <laughs> You don't want the fresca. You know what's in the fresca. Not good. I know what's in the fresca. Lies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think. Is that like I don't know if it was it just DMT or was it like? Or it was. Know, it, last time he did shrooms was at Oberlin for the poli sci major. To, right. Which I assuming was probably like within the past week that he's been in Sandusky in Oberlin, Ohio. Oh, maybe. Is, is that where, um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I thought for some reason Oberlin was in California, but, um, but fair enough. I guess, yeah, he's like the last time I did shrooms was yesterday. Uh, no, um, well maybe, but I don't think, I mean, I think it was clearly not shrooms because, and I think you do drink, like you can drink DMT and I mean, you can smoke it and you can also put it in, you can ingest it. It tastes really t- terrible. 
So I've never had it in, in a drink form, uh, but I think that would make it more manageable. Um, the DMT, if that's what it is, that one is known for, and I haven't been able, like I didn't, I only tried it once and I didn't like sort of fully go in, but you're, you're supposed to be able to, br- go into that you're, yeah, you're supposed to break to the other side basically. And, and, and most people talk about seeing some other entity, um, sort of like whether it's like sort of an alien or a, just like another sort of, um, just another being. And, and, and normally it's benevolent and it's sort of like connecting you between, you know, universes or selves, you know, and this is very much like him talking to himself, right? His, uh, the, the part that he hates. Um, and, and, and this is where all the, the bad shit comes from, right? Uh, what, what Patton Oswald is telling him, his gills, you know, he imagines that women will laugh at him and, and before, and they don't even, they haven't done it before they do. He humiliates them before they can humiliate him. And it's sort of like he can't, and he, and he even says that you can't accept your body, so you violate theirs. And I think, I, I imagine that is sort of the through line for a lot of um, sexual predators or just, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it all comes from self-hatred. Yeah, it all comes from self-hatred. People that aren't happy with themselves just want to put it on the Yeah, literally put it on. And, uh, That's what I mean. Right. And it's like hurt people, hurt people or whatever. Um, and that's, it's sort of like, I, this is, I feel like a very brave storyline to, to show, but it's also, it's sort of, uh, cause I don't think it's trying to be like, Hey, look at this guy. We can, we can rehab this guy and make him be a good man again. Or like, it's not trying to make a redemption. I don't think it's just sort of trying to get into the head, the psychology of these, uh, of these men. Um, right. Like, I, I mean, but I can, I can see why it, it, this could rankle people too. Cause it's sort of like, I think a lot of people, you know, it's sort of what me too. And a lot of things are like, once you make them mistakes, once you're caught, we want you in jail. We want you out of our mind forever. And that's totally fair too. Um, yeah, it's the whole cancel culture thing. And I, you know, I, it's just it's it's just that question how do you i mean it's just it is. you can't really differentiate between the person and the art you can but it's still hard you're still like reminded by the bad things that the person did it's, so it's just it's just tough and you just got to go with it you just do it how you feel well i think with i mean at least in the in the subject of the deep like i think I mean, I don't, like, I know, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to think if it wasn't Chase Crawford playing the deep, would I be that, like, into watching it, you know? Uh, because... If, if, if the person, I think uh, Chase is going to be a, a great performer. Right, right. So I, I think that is, is, is helping. I think it's, you know, it's, it is this relevant storyline for the times. Right. Um, I also, I think they're doing it in a very, they are in a, in a satirical, humorous way, you know, with the singing of the gills, with the, you know, just the collective Scientology parody. Yes. Um, where you have, uh, essentially, you know, bow and arrow guy trying to like tell him, you know, I can help you. What do you, what do you know? You do the bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The- it's just like, it's just 
just it's all of it. It's all of it put together that it makes it a very humorous and relatable and fun storyline. And it kind of like it takes you away from the awfulness that is Homelander because you just hate Homelander. And I just even I just I want to see him just crushed right now. I can't stand Homelander. So annoying the shit out of me. So I, I'm and so I, I like going back. I like seeing this. I, I like seeing Chase in this redemption journey. Well, I, I think but, he's doing it very well. I mean, well, can he? Can you ever be truly redeemed, or does he deserve redemption? I mean, I think. But I mean, this is sort of, I think everyone deserves rehabilitation rather than incarceration. Like, and, and that's sort of one of the problems with our country is that everyone just needs to be punished rather than like actually help people. Um, and, but it's hard to sort of say that like, you know, people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby need help, but they, they obviously do. Um, but it's, you know, it's sort of too late for them, you know, but for, for the deep, but it's also, so it's showing you, okay, you fucked up. And now these people, these vultures, the church of the collective is going to come and take advantage of your, of your situation. And, and they're going to be just like, you know, what we were talking about with OJ, they're going to be another person. Like they're sort of pumping up his ego in a different way and, and sort of saying like, and they're using what he wants, you know, oh, the seven, because clearly they have other ulterior motives. Obviously they want, they want to be in bed, in bed with you know, a hero from the seven, you know, no one cares about Kevin and they actually don't care about Kevin even, either, even though that's what they say. But once they help him rehab his image, get him back in the seven, then they have a pawn, basically the Tom Cruise, you know, now they have one of the biggest, most popular people. And that does huge things for their cause in the church. And we don't know what, how deep the church of the collective goes. Uh, but clearly if it's anything like Scientology, uh, you know, scary things are afoot. You know, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't, I think, I don't know how far that storyline's going to go. I don't see it going that far. I feel like he's, is more, he's, he's calling out other bullshit and he wants to be back in the seven. So I think that's where the conflict is going to come now. I think he's going to just try to force his way back into the seven. Which, in essence... Well, I mean, we saw his first attempt, which was hilarious, and another fuck-up. Because whenever he tries to be a hero... <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, let's tell, tell us what happens, Aaron. Because it was like, I think my favorite... I mean, the gills and then this, is, I think, were my two favorite sequences in the first four yes, episodes. And, I, and, I, and as I'm watching, these were the two scenes and the two sequences and the two story elements I really felt that were graphic novelly. I felt like, you know, I could really see the the uh, the square in the comic of, like, the gills being a cartoon and talking. I could really see that. And then the other scene is where we are, the boys have the uh, super terrorist, Camigo's brother, and they're trying to get to the safe house, and all of a sudden, there's just crashing whales and sharks and hitting the boat. And they're like, what is that? What is going on? It's the motherfucking deep. And he is right away. And he gets on shore. And what does the butcher decide to do? Just go for it. Just go for it. Go right into those whale guts. <laughs> and that's what I'm just... And they stayed on the shot for a minute where the, half, the boat's half in there. The deep gets knocked off. And, like, there's just guts everywhere. And I just... I could see that, like, that guy cartoon box. And just... 
just it was just so funny and and uh Huey is just is done. He can't take it anymore. <laughs> Were you like Huey there? <laughs> oh you know, he couldn't he couldn't like it's just done. Leave me in the whale. And and I really there was I really wanted more of like Huey to go off on Butcher right there. And I think we should have had that because they were leaning towards that. And there was that moment where uh, Mother's Milk, he tells uh, Butcher that um, Huey is is your canary. You can't kill your canary or you don't know how far you've gone. And it's like, and I think that was the breaking point for Huey. And I really just wanted to see like Jack Quaid get into it. And I would feel like we missed that a little bit. I, I I can see that. I think, I, I mean, I think part of the, I guess, problem was they set up the time lock. So, like, they couldn't just be in that scene for long enough. Like, because for me, it was so much like, I mean, they, they referenced Pinocchio. There's Jonah and the whale. There's so many characters and, and stories with people that stuck in the whale. And this was like a really fun sort of uh, turn twist on that. And But it was just like, it very much was sort of this, like, all is lost moment kind of for Huey. Like literally he was lost. Like you look in his eyes, he was just like, how the yeah. fuck did I get inside a whale? <laughs> how the fuck did I get here? And then the thing is they had mother's milk go back for him. And that should have been, I, I don't think that was the moment. I think that was the moment for Huey just to like have enough is enough with Butcher. Like I, you got me in a fucking whale guts. Well, I mean, and they all felt yeah. that way because you could see for the, rest of the episode they left the whale guts on them like don't you wash the whale guts off you at some point they it, it masks their scent <laughs> no i think everyone everyone would know what the whale guts smell like and get, get that smell um it's a badge of honor right don't you want to like be proud that you just fucking drove a boat into a whale not really um no, no, I, how, let me ask, how, okay you drive the boat into the whale do you have time to change your clothes, Aaron? That's my thing. I don't think they had time. <laughs> no, they, but, they, but even at the end. Yeah, when they were just hanging out at the. the yeah. They're just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How long do you keep the whale guts on you, Andy? Come on. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think until I've escaped to the place, then I change. Yeah. Like, there was this moment where, like, you know, I just wanted to see Jack Quaid just, like, mess up his hair and his whale guts going everywhere. I think. Or, like, he just, like, punched the heart of the whale and it just explodes on him again. Uh, well, he, I mean, we before that happened, we did get to see, he try, he punched Butcher and, like, went nuts. Like, we did see that scene. Uh, it, maybe it's not exactly what you wanted and it was, it was definitely diffused before. Um, but, like, that's, I mean, this has sort of been Huey's, Huey's on the same journey as all these other guys. He's just not as far along and he hasn't been lost down that path yet. Um... Like, Butcher is the furthest gone, right? But he gets, at the end of season one and at the beginning of this season, what he wanted, what he, would, like, thought was impossible. Becca's alive. But it's it's almost the worst scenario. It is the worst scenario in which that could happen, right? Becca's alive, but she has a kid who is Homelanders. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. And, but I think what we see with this storyline with Butcher, like, he goes to save her, to rescue her, to to take her and Ryan away, her son. And she she just knows that, that it can't happen. And she knows that he doesn't care about Ryan. And she she does. It, it is her son, despite 
all the things. And that's a, you know, a very sort of difficult conversation if we want to get into that. But it, I mean, it clearly, she had a choice. No, no, yeah. I yeah. Right. I, I think she had to make the choice and he wasn't willing to go along with it. Right. And, and I think never, it was, it, that he, the kid was never part of his plan. Exactly. And, and like the fact that he was just like, okay, let's just climb up the wall. That shows that he didn't think about him. And that's the truth. And and then he also called him a soup freak. And that is what he believes, whether he, you know, he said he didn't mean it, but I mean, he's been, he's been changed and corrupted by what happened. And that's sort of what Becca never wanted, but it was too late. But it's just like, there, there's this show, I think more than any, it's a lot more than any sort of theme. Cause it's, I mean, it's called the boys and it's about each of these fucking, they're boys, not men. And, and they're, and they're all trying to save women. They're all trying to, um, help women and do all these things. But it's like what the, what Frenchie's, uh, like, I don't know. She's a, she's a terrible character being the one to tell this to him. Cause he, she, he could apparently just go and fuck her whenever. But like, she's just saying, are you trying to help her? Or are you trying to help yourself? Like kissing, kissing Kamiko. That's not what she needs. That's not what she wants. And, and it's sort of like all these characters are doing that. The only one who hasn't completely gone down that hole is Huey. And that's what he's thinking about in The Whale. Or that's what he's sort of, he doesn't, he's maybe not actively thinking about it. But it's sort of like, that's where he's going. He doesn't want to lose himself, you know. Because, uh, I mean, but he's saying like Starlight is, is Starlight is his second wind. And that's sort of, that is kind of putting it on the same way, like putting her on a pedestal, just like how Butcher did with Becca. And that's an unfair place for anyone to be. Um, I mean, that's what the people do with the superheroes. And we see what happens with them. But it's like these men are, you know, he's going to rescue her, but he's not actually thinking about what she needs or what she wants. It's all about him. He's lost himself in revenge, in hate and anger. And Becca says, I don't want you to have that anymore. So what happens when your whole life has become revenge and, 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 and now the person you're doing that for in your head, you're like, oh, I'm doing this for Becca. That person is saying, uh, n- no, you don't need to do that. You shouldn't be doing that. That's not what I want. And now, I mean, that's all Beck, that's all Butcher had. So now what do you go from there? Right. And that's, I think everyone is sort of there, which is, I think what makes this show great is that that's because that's I think those are we're playing with what popular culture has made men do in movies and TV forever. Save the woman, save the world. And they're the hero. And it's just like it's that's sort of obviously not been working for us. (laughs) And you know what it's time for? It's time for girls get it done. (laughs) And I think with that, maybe we'll go to our sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, We will. Be right back after this. Well, girls are getting it done. Uh, that's the uh, the marketing campaign. Uh, are we? We've never yeah. had three girls before in the seven. Wow, and it's still not you know still less than half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk about our, our new soup. Yeah, uh, Stormfront, Storm Drain, Stormfront, <laughs> Stormfront, Storm Drain. <laughs> Uh, don't they go down storm drains though? Is that what that was? Yeah. Um, Stormfront goes down the storm drain to get them. Uh, yeah. Aya Cash, our, our lady, uh, from You're the Worst. Yes. You're the Worst. Great show. And great show. She's great. And, uh, I really like 
her in this, and I feel like she's playing like the same character, kind of snarky, um, you know. And uh, I, I think there's a lot, a lot to her character. Yeah, I mean, how old she is. Well, and she, she, I mean, she's not just like the character near the worst because I don't think uh, I don't remember her character's name in that, um, but I, I don't think she, you know, hated. Uh, black people and Asian people. She just hated herself and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, because like I mean that's what. Th- just yeah. Argue, like her friends and like the people. Oh yeah, well I mean they're the worst, and and then but this this, this literally Stormfront she is the worst, but. At the beginning, she's great, right? She brings a really nice attitude to the team. She does no bullshit. She's just like this. Is, she sees through the marketing campaign because it's so, like, taking advantage of like, oh my god, we have three women. Let's talk about how powerful women are, and it's so cloying and so forced. And it's like, it's what happens with movies and TV. You know, I think a little bit. It's all. It becomes about the diversity. And it's sort of like, look how everyone's so proud. Look at us. We're making a movie about women, you know, or look at us. There's, you know, three Avengers that are women now. Uh, yeah, they just use, yeah, just to whatever's managed to make money. Right. It's, it's all, it's all the optics. It's all. You, know, and you see, you see the, just the same questions over and over again. In the, the, uh, I can't even think of the. Oh, and the PR, the, the I mean, yeah. the, the interviews. Um, and, well, and they're even saying like, oh, could we get you to say, like, finish on this? Like, it's not even a real, they don't want actually your opinion. Um, but that's the thing. That's the whole point. Now right. Now we know. Yeah. And then the secret, the secret comes out that none of it was real. And, and yes, I still don't like Ashley. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think she, I, she's not able to handle it very well. Well, I, but I think, I think I, I like, well, actually I got to say, Ashley, has a big role in I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix, uh, Charlie Kaufman's new film, um, oh. which like blew my mind to see her there. I was like, whoa. So she's, uh, she's doing some things, Ashley. Uh, so I just want to bring her up for that reason. Um, I mean, yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing, but I think no one, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard to go from Stillwell to her, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I, she doesn't seem like she should probably have that job. I agree. Like she's in over her head, but it's sort of a bananas circus anyway. And it, I don't know. I, I don't think she's long for the the thing. I think she's just sort of there to, I don't know. I mean, I guess she shows the like, I, she's I, she's there because Homelander thinks he can control her. Right. That's why she, And I know. think that's probably true. Cause she is just afraid and she's sort of, you know, as A-Train said, she was the intern that getting his coffee and now she's the one firing him, sort of. But, like, I, I, I mean, I think there is, like, that – I think that's what happens to a lot of young men and women. They get, in, they get sucked into these companies because they get promoted and then they sort of just, like, are too, too in. It's the same thing as Huey, right, only on, a diff, on the other side of it. She's on the sort of the money side and it's just sort of like, well, she has so much – control and power and, and look where she is. But she, I think she knows this is bullshit, but maybe not. She doesn't seem very self-aware, but like, I think that's sort of where a lot of these interns or people, we get lost in it because we're just part of the machine. Yeah. You know, you work your way up and you've got good insurance and it's a steady (laughs) paycheck. And then, you know, someone gets blown up and you get their job. Yeah. 
and uh, you don't say anything. America. Yeah, and you don't say anything because you could get blown up yourself. So, exactly. And there's a million Ashleys, and I think that's maybe why she's expendable, but also why she's still on the show because she sort of reminds us that we're all Ashley, probably. <laughs> you know, in this story, <laughs> we're the most like her. <laughs> uh, and, and that's not that's not a great place to be. No one wants to be Ashley. You know, no one wants to. Because like she's, you know, she's, she's the one orchestrating these interviews and they're horrible for women, you know, and they're so short sighted, but it's like, it's all about, you know, who you're reaching out to and people like lap this shit up. Yeah. It's about inclusivity. Yeah. That's the thing. People just eat it up and they don't really know what they're eating. (laughs) No, there's some, a lot of empty calories out there, Aaron. What, uh, yeah. What are, what are we eating and, and reading? A lot of, uh, you are what we read. A lot of lies, um, and it's it's so sad how manipulative. I mean, just how easily manipulated everyone is, um, and, and but it's just all going into the things they care. Yeah. It's manipulation or just laziness that they don't want to be informed. They don't want to look beyond what's being told to them. Well, I think I think it they want it tells them what they want to hear. Um, I think it, uh, a lot of people. I think if we're going to politics of today, it's sort of people want someone to blame for what's going on. You know, people want something to blame. People want answers. They want because no one is taking responsibility. That is, I think, the American way. No one will take responsibility for their actions or for what has gone on. And so it's it's about blaming, it's scapegoating, and it's sort of like, oh, who can we blame, or what can we blame, um, and, and and if it's if it's not yourself, then you're like, oh, okay, there's a reason for my suffering, and it's this, and Jesus can help me, or Trump can help me, or Biden can help me, or everyone needs to be helped, but it's like, we all need to help each other and help ourselves, but that's, I mean, a really hard journey. <laughs> Uh, especially when the world is burning and we're, you know, everyone's sick and, you know. Uh, but that's why we need A-Train to, like... <laughs> lead the way. <laughs> yeah, lead the way and be on the talk show circuit and get a reality show and, uh, you know, and, and, and follow his his end, essentially. Do we feel bad about A-Train? No. No, we don't. Fuck yeah, fuck A Train. Uh, <laughs> um, we have to mention our boy PJ Byrne coming back because we got a, a he's yes. he's been in two yes. Chasing Summer episodes. <laughs> like, do you think Chase was like, yo, are you gonna get my boy in this? He'll be perfect for this part. I wonder, maybe. I mean, he is perfect for that part. Like, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He is like, like the Hollywood director. Yeah, yeah, he's so good, and he's like referencing. And I love when he's just like. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was so exactly like every trailer. It was such a great cliche of Hollywood. And that's what this show is. It's a cliche of... Well, it's a satire, right. Yeah. Um, it's very self-aware. Uh, and I think it's... I don't know. I think once now that we're talking about it, I, I, I'm liking season two more than yeah, I was. I think... I, I think I disagree on the beginning, but I think the last two episodes 
have, or I mean, I really like the opening, like the fun- like the funeral with the song. I love that song. Um, I was going to ask let's you. About, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Raleigh. Let's talk about that. Oh, okay, yeah. So, well, first, first, let me ask you a question. Um, okay, yo, go for it. Were you going to say something? No, no, please ask, ask away. Oh, okay. Uh, you're at you're at Miss Windjammer 2020. Um, or actually, we'll just say 2020, but they're their ages that they were. Starlight is Starlight's in it. And, <laughs> okay, you're right. 2021. Josephine Potter versus Starlight. Who gets your vote? Josephine sings on my own. Starlight sings never truly vanish. She's wearing that outfit that I know you love, that everyone loves. We can't it's help a it. Great outfit. Love the outfit. I, I, I enjoy the outfit. Uh, but I, I got I to gotta go with Josephine Potter. All right, I would have, I would have, I listen, she won my vote for Miss Windjammer and she just wins it now. Uh, but we know who would win. It would be that one woman that we can't remember her name. She's still the winner. <laughs> God, I forget her name, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's still the winner. So they're, they're second and third. Um, I think I still obviously always have to go with Joey, but Starlight's a better singer. <laughs> Aaron Moriarty. Um she can wait. She can do that wavering thing. I love that. And and mother's milk's like vibrato. <laughs> uh, did you? How uh, are you? Are you with me? Are you shipping uh, Starlight and Huey? Are we enjoying? I am shipping Starlight and Huey. I am. I am shipping uh, mother's milk and Huey. I'm loving their relationship. I think know? mother's. All yeah. This guy wants to do is finish his fucking Vermont dollhouse. But you know he's just in denial, just like everyone else, right? Like, it, you know, it, like what he said, he's talking about his dad and, and, and he talks about how his daughter, if he's not careful, his daughter's going to have the same thing that he's doing, that's right? That's the thing. It's not denial. He knows. Well, he knows it's a disease. So he's not in denial. He wants to, but, but he, 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 he wants he, to finish this and, and make him the last like DNA of it and just end it. But you know, it can't be finished, right? Like that's the thing. It's this, he knows it. He knows he has the disease, but once he, but he's not, he's not being with the family is the only cure for that disease. You know, you're not gonna, he can't, well, I don't know. I don't think this show's going to end with them saving the world. Like that's not what we're here. We're seeing, but it's like, cause that's what we're saying. Like they're far, far down in the path. Like all he's doing is not spending time with his family. He's making the dollhouse and he's sort of imagining giving this dollhouse and he's imagining he's being with his daughter, with his wife, but he chose the boys. He chose revenge over them. And I don't think you can come back from that. Exactly. And he, I think he knows that. So I don't think he's in denial from that. I think he knows that and he doesn't want his daughter to have that. He's very self-aware and he doesn't, like in the first season, you know, he didn't want to get caught up in butcher's bullshit, but but he did. It's just a disease. He can't help it. It's a disease. But so by by going into it, won't he just enact the same thing with his daughter? Like, I mean, I mean, you if think he dies? Yes. But if he if he destroys Vod, then it's over. And I think that's the part where it's just like, I. <laughs> We destroy Vought. Isn't that the whole, that's the show. Yeah. And the boys destroy Vought. So that's, I mean, if you're already thinking that's not going to happen, that's not going to happen. Well. I want Huey to. Well, no. Well, but that's the thing, Aaron. The whole show is about these boys can't save it. We have to, chicks and dicks are in it together. <laughs> uh, and that's why, that's why Starlight is, is, 
is trying to help them, and that's why... Uh, Kamiko, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think... Well, I think I think we see sort of what happens, right? So they they get the compound V out in the open. Oh my God, Vought's gonna be screwed. And no, they they use a super terrorist, and by use they mean Stormfront killed fifty nine people, blamed it on the soup terrorist, and then made it like, oh, we're heroes anyway. They blamed it on Vogelbaum again. We're scapegoating. We're finding someone, or and Stillwell. Stillwell is actually, who, and, and so. They were able to, they're basically impervious, right? That was the, like, Compound V was their, you know, the silver bullet that was going to kill the werewolf, going to kill Vought. And it's sort of like, it's like the Hydra, right? Like, you kill, I mean, literally Hydra and Marvel, too. It's like you kill one head, three others grow. And I think even if you destroy Vought, you know, Pfizer or whatever pharmaceutical company, what other CEO that's out there, that's going to take advantage and get in that vacuum. That's the, that's what's, that's the ending of this to me. Uh, we, we, you can't, Vought isn't the only enemy. It's the, it's the culture. So we have to change the culture or else Vought 2.0 will take its place. Well, yeah, it's like what Homelander said, companies come and go, talent is forever. <laughs> Do you believe that? No, I mean, I believe it, 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 a part of it, companies do come and go, and talent is a lot more important because it's the face of it, but talent's not forever. People lose their talent, so... I well, and, and talent is... Talent is forever because talent, it just keeps coming at all times. There's always different talent coming. Well, it's sort of like there's always a bigger fish, and that's the same thing yeah. with companies, the same thing with talent, but also... Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's always someone who has more force, uh, more metachlorians. Um, well, and well, it's also the idea. There's always someone to take your place. There's always yes, there's always just someone newer and younger to take your place, and that's what a new company would be when you know Vought is is sold off in pieces. So it's yeah. the Godfather, Aaron. You know, it'll be Ryan the son who was you know swearing he swore his whole life against the superhero thing, and then Homelander will die or something, and then he'll take up the mantle with Vought 2.0. And he won't be any better. Okay, now, watching this uh, yesterday, I, uh, it dropped on 9-11. I, I'm Oof. watching it, and I... I when, do you know when the, the, the uh, graphic novel came out? Because it, it's... It feels very, like, early aughts. It feels very, like... I think it... Yeah. Like, A-Train's going to Kandahar, and super terrorism. Oh, it's... You know, it's just yeah, kind of, it's definitely timed with, you know, the Middle East and our conflict there. Um, I think it is. Let's see. Uh, 2006. Okay. So yeah, that was, okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's, it says that's when the series was, that. the series was set in 2006. So I'm assuming, yeah, it started yeah, it in October, right. 2006. Yeah, pretty much it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mother's Milk looks exactly like, <laughs> I'm just looking at the comic yeah, Laz Alonzo, like, they really found someone who looked a lot like the guy. At least on this cover. I love him. I love him. He's on um, L.A.'s Finest, the, uh, the, uh, the the bad boy spinoff on Spectrum with... Uh, Gabrielle Union uh, and Jessica... Alba. Dude, yeah. that, that show's terrible. <laughs> that show, I enjoyed it. That show is terrible. I don't have to think about anything. Oh man, I, I've, I've got to see, like, some rough cuts and worked on them, and it's really funny to see the, like... 
it's to see them act is really fun. Like to see them try and act. Ooh. Um, it's a good, it's got our boy, uh, from Friday Night Lights in it. Um, Saracen. Oh yeah. 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 I recommend a fun, if you like a fun cop show, it's in LA. I enjoy it. Jessica Alba, Gabrielle Union. Because that's what the world needs, a fun cop show. <laughs> At least, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm out. I'm out on LA's finest. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been off from Bad Boys. Who's love Bad Boys, man? Will Smith, Martin Lawrence? I guess so. Um, let's see. Where, what was I going to say? Well, I was going to say, yeah, Laz Alonzo and Mother's Milk, like he is, I think I said it on the season one, he is the heart of this show. And he really like, he's like the one, he's like the Jenga puzzle piece. If you take him out, I don't think the show works because we need, we need someone who has a kind heart. I, that is on both sides. Right. Because, you know, every he's on Butcher's side, but he's also, he understands that everyone's tired and... Butcher's just full of shit all the time, and you know, and and we're just—it's like there's always just secrets, and but he knows they're they're you know Butcher is doing this for a purpose and for a goal, and that is to destroy Vaughn. He goes with it because it's a disease, and he 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 is very aware, so he's aware of everyone else's feelings, and so he's that good buffer between everybody. And I, I really and I just I, I thought the. The three of them in a car was just great. Starlight, Huey. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I think we've all sort of, I mean, everyone's been a third wheel on something, but in that one, it was just so aggressively, like, <laughs> it was just great. Um, and, and also, he just knew, like, she shouldn't even be there anyway. Like, this is dangerous. So, like, it's not even just a normal, like, scenario. Uh, but he knew, but he knew yeah. that Huey needed it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so did Starlight. And also, I think he knows that Starlight is sort of their best chance against Vought, right? Like, so if you can keep... And, and they did what... Those two did what they ha- weren't able to do for, like, this whole time, right? And that's what, you know, Butcher wouldn't give him the win or whatever. And it was like... And obviously didn't actually do anything in the end. But, like, they together have done more against Vought than probably Butcher... And the, and the boys combined, right? So I think he knows, like, we got to keep them sane if we're going to, you know, going to continue the fight. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you say, it, 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 did, it did something. It did, because it's out. It's out. The, the illusion, the, out, yeah. The illusion's gone. The trust is gone. So That's it, true. It, it is like that, you know, artist and, you know, that you don't have to come to grips with that, so, but you you can still could enjoy the Vought movies, and you you're gonna have you're not throwing away your Homelander collectible, but when you look at it, it's just like you there's something that's lost. That's true. You're right, and that and that actually is sort of the first step, right? To to yeah. ruin the 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 luster, the illusion um, that Vought was sort of this perfect thing, or the superheroes were perfect, or or even you know there are people that now don't believe their bullshit. That is true. Uh, because of what they did, you're right. You're right. It did do something. It did actually probably the most important thing. It was step one, you know. And I think we thought step we thought it was the only step they needed to take, but no, because there are so. It's not the goal. We know the goal, but it's really about the journey. Well, and, and sort of that we yeah, and I, I was gonna ask. Let's see, 
I have a couple questions. One lighthearted one. Does Huey look like Pacey to you at all? I was seeing a little bit of Joshua Jackson in, in him. Um, I, I see what you're saying. I do, there's, a, there's a hint. There's maybe a hint. The nose is wrong. The nose is wrong, but the hair and the forehead. The nose is, is Meg Ryan's nose. Yeah. Okay. The, the jawbone structure is, is Dennis Quaid. But maybe he's got some Joshua Jackson hair. I feel like it's the hair in the forehead. It's just like a very and even sort of the way he carries himself. I think a little bit. Um, I don't know. I lanky. Yeah, yeah, a little bit and sort of I, I kind of wiry. You know, I think. Yeah, you, no, that, yeah, wiry, tall. I'm trying to. I mean, because Pacey's not that tall and wiry, though. Yeah. He's sort of. I mean, because Dawson's the tall one. He he's sort of. Uh, but I think. Dawson just makes everyone seem short by comparison, the beak. Um, although I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I've actually, I mean, I've been side by side, Joshua Jackson, and I think he was like basically my height. You know, he might've been a little bit, I'm like six feet. So yeah, he, he was basically, yeah. So we're basically the same. He put his arm on my shoulder and I almost cried. Uh, so I, I, I was going to, I asked him a question about divorce um, cause it was the affair, Aaron. Um, so that's, that's where, what, that's what I'm thinking. Like he was a little more, I'm, 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 you know, Joshua, recent, recent Joshua Jackson is a little more beefy. Yeah. Well, he, he's definitely gained some weight in the face. So I don't, so I don't see the lankiness. Yeah. 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 I think, well, I'm, I think wiry to me is like, you know, video store Pacey season one, you know, he's very much yeah, yeah. like, you know, but he, he he's not too lanky or tall, but anyway. Yeah, the hair's almost like season two or three. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like right, it's growing out this yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I was just you know I I, I like to see Pacey in everybody. Uh, that that's the that's the goal. Yeah, if everyone has a little Pacey, the world will be a better place. Um, you don't you don't buy that? No, I mean I I haven't really I don't know the science of it. <laughs> 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 I, 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 hear your, I hear your hypothesis and I, I, I see that it's a possibility. There's no science. That's the answer. <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have to see, like, how do we get the pacey in this person? And then, you know, it's a trial basis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try and frame the experiment. I'll give you it was, it's my hypothesis. It's my hypothesis. It's, yeah, it's essentially like, you know, we got to put it in the babies. It's like compound B. <laughs> Compound P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's put a little pasty in these kids and see which ones become pastier. That would be amazing. That's what we need. Compound P. Oh, we did it, Aaron. Um, oh, that was great. Compound pasty. Um, I would... Well, no. I can't... No. See, once you've done that, though, once you put like make your kid take compound pasty, it's not going to be great, you know? You can't force... You know, you're... No, it's like... Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's like Ryan. Is he gonna have these Pacey powers, or is he gonna be the Pacey that worked at a video store for the rest of his life? Which Pacey is he? Which Pacey is this kid gonna be? Well, I, but which one? Like Pacey with superpowers might not be better necessarily than the Pacey in the video store. <laughs> and that just I think it depends on on the raising of the kid, on the you know the environment. Well, and all, got Pacey, all these kids have superpowers. They all have something in them. They all have Pacey in them. <laughs> Way do they go? And, and nature well, versus nurture. 
I, I think that is sort of it, but it's also sort of that they've all been lied to. So you're you're taking the wrong step immediately. And, and Becca's doing that with Ryan. She thinks that she's doing the right thing, but she's not doing any different than what Homelander was. You know, he was in a lab, basically. There was no illusions, and he turned into what he did. But Ryan is lied to. He's in sort of some weird Stepford neighborhood where there's, like, nothing going on. Like, once that illusion is broken, you don't think he's going to be pissed? You, we can already see it. We already see the anger in him. It's very much Anakin, you know, shit going on. Like the and and Homelander is very much corrupting him and you know pushing him off a, a fucking roof to see what could, he can do. You know, uh, it's but like in a in a weird way, Homelander's more right than Becca about raising Ryan. Not not the throwing him off the roof, but that you can't lie to him. Um, and I mean, that is Homelander is very upset about lies, even though he is sort of perpetuating it on his end in terms of the company. But he himself has been lied to. And that's where all that hate comes from. That's where all no, but it's not only that he's been lied to. He is a lie. Yes. And that's where the hate's coming. Ooh, you're right. Because, yeah, I mean, he is supposed to be all American hero, but he was born in a lab, didn't have a father. He's just a lab test. He's just a test tube. Right. And it's sort of like he's Clark Kent. If Clark Kent was, yeah, born in a lab and didn't actually have Ma and Pa Kent, because that's sort of Ma and Pa Kent are what made Superman actually human. a hero. Yeah, human, exactly. Because I mean, a he's alien, but he's not, he's alien. Yeah. But he also just, you know, if you have all those powers and you don't have a family, if you don't have love in your life, you turn into Homelander. Uh, and Becca, I mean, I, I mean, you just have to tell him. Like, I don't know how this goes, but you have to have that conversation. Well, hey, Homelander raped me. And you are the product of that. I don't want you to be anything like Homelander, but I love you, you know? And it's sort of like that. I mean, that's going to be the hardest conversation. Like no one should have to have that conversation, but it's sort of like whatever she's doing right now, she's just playing on Vought's playground. Um, and, you know, Vought thinks they learned from Homelander by, oh, okay, they can't, we can't put them in a lab, but this is a lab. It's just, it's just dressed up to look like a neighborhood. It's no, it is. it's very, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, well, at least he has his mother. But, like, his mother is, you know, fraying at the no, edges. There's no friends. There's no other people. I mean, she's obviously just teaching him everything. You know, it's uh, being homeschooled. Yeah, you there's need no, more perspective. You need more people. I mean, yeah, you have the old lady. But then, the, yeah, exactly. But you don't, obviously... If the only other person then that we enter into the equation is Homelander, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Uh, in Spanish, that's no bueno. Nope. Yes. Um, so let's let's end on one one thing here. I was I was the the car the car or not the car. It was at the end with Huey and Starlight. They had that wonderful you know mot- like motel room sex. They you know made fun of almond joy almond joys. I like a Charleston chew. I'll say that. Uh, ooh, Charleston Chew is good. Okay, what are your top three? Let's do that. Okay. Um, ooh, I don't... I actually really like Mounds, you know, basically Almond Joy without the really? coconut, without the almond, but that wouldn't be a top three. I don't know. Uh, I think Reese's Peanut Butter Cup has to be there. I think I would put Charleston Chew. I have a nostalgia thing for that. It was like my dad's favorite, and it's really an annoying candy, but I really liked it. Um, shit. After that, I'm, I'm like blanking. Um... Cause there's like way more, I really loved Smarties as a kid, but that wouldn't be a top three. That's not even a candy bar really. Um, but I kind I of, a candy bar or candy. Cause I feel like in my top three, I'm not 
three, I'd put Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Those were that's a big that's a big move. That's a good one. That's a good call. Sour Patch Kids. Anything that like just ruins your mouth after a bag is perfect. Like that's what I you think want. For, like chocolate bar, I think I'm more of like a I like the creaminess of the three musketeers and like the crunch of a crunch bar. No, no, actually I think I'm gonna I'm gonna drop crunch and go Twix. Ooh. I think what about are you a Kit Kat guy? If it's there. Halloween's not canceled if it's there, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think the Three Musketeer is the one or a Milky Way, those are the ones I'm sort of reaching for in the bag more. I'm 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 on my own. Yeah, I never I, I don't know, I never buy candy bars or anything and it, like Halloween I'll do the little small mix packs and stuff and yeah. I love and I love that shit. Um but yeah, like Snickers is always not what I want, but I'm always like they are pretty good. I I guess I don't it doesn't do it for me. I think it's overrated. Um, but like, I think it's the Reese's, I think Mil- uh, Milky Way, Three Musketeers, something like that. But I, at the same time, I'm, I don't know if I've ever had like a full Three Musketeers in my, well, that's not true. As a kid, when you actually got the full candy bars, yeah. I definitely did. But uh, I don't know. I'm not an adult candy no, bar guy. You also like adult, all depends what candy bar is for, which serial killer That'd be a good test. That's a good BuzzFeed test. Um, like based on your their their candy, they say, "Oh, you're John Wayne Gacy." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What serial killer are you? But based on candy, I don't know. I think that's great. Um, I think I'm more of a like instead of chocolate bars, I'm more of a gummy guy. I, I like I like gummy worms, gummy bears, gummy. I just like gummies, and, and they don't have to have weed in them. But that also is fun. Um, yeah, all the fucking things. Um, anyway, that was a great tangent into it. But let's find, like, I want to bring it back to Starlight and Huey at the end, that conversation where she's just like, we can't do this anymore. Yes, we can't do it anymore. And we all had that conversation. We, well, but this one, I wanted to I wanted to get into it a little bit because I thought for a, a weird, in a weird way, I think actually me and you were basically them in this in this conversation in terms of their POV. But in this episode, we've switched because you're the you're the optimist one in this episode. But Starlight is saying we can't it's, we can't afford to feel good. We can't be safe. We're all alone. That's the truth. I feel like when we started Gossip Guys, that was Aaron. Okay, T- correct me if I'm wrong. And then Huey, it doesn't have to be like that. That's me, very sort of naive, like hopeful. And then and and, and then I thought you know in this episode, I think I've I sort of was playing the other way, and you were there t- on the other side. Wh- wh- how does that hit your ear? Um, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't know if I've, I've changed completely in the opposite. It hasn't been a full, like, uh, 180. You know, I'm still like, you know, because, I mean... It's, it's good days and bad days, really. I think that's what... <laughs> but, we, but there's so much that we are alone with. Like, yeah. you know, we all don't know what we're going through, you know, I mean, even when we talk about it and we talk to our friends and our therapists, we're still kind of, we're still alone with our own thoughts and are still alone with ourselves. So in a way, we all are just alone. It's, I think it's really hard for anyone to be completely honest and it's almost impossible because in a way you can't even be honest with yourself. Uh, and you know, I think I've, I've struggled in therapy and also just in, re- in, in everything realizing, you know, sometimes the positive person that I'm putting out there, that is sort of a lie. And it's sort of a, a thing that I do 
because I feel like the world needs it, right? Like we don't need someone to be sad or to be angry, but it's also like, I'm not necessarily being completely honest a lot of the times. Um, it doesn't, it's not necessarily anger. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't have to be so angry, but yeah, it's the truth. You're just telling the truth. And I think it just depends on the, some people just don't want to hear the truth. So it kind of, it becomes angry because they hear it as anger because they don't want to hear the truth. So essentially you can get angry at yourself when you don't want to hear the, you know, the truth about how you feel about your body and your gills, you know? So that, that, that depression, you know, comes out as rage and anger. Well, and it's sort of like, you know, he, he has this deep seated insecurity about his gills and what he looks like and Homelander completely confirms it. You know, he's like, cover your gills. It's gross. That's, that just, that's just Hollywood. That just felt like, well, no, that's just, that's everything. That's everyone, right? You're trying, yeah, you're trying so hard to cover your, your imperfections. And if you let your guard down for a second, someone's going to rip you apart. So it's people, it's hard to let your guard down. And that's why we're just in this society we're in. And it's survival of the fittest. And Wear your mask and wash your hands. Well, that, well, we don't end on survival of the fittest. That's not the, that's not what we want to end on. (laughs) I was going to ask, do we, do we, as in the gossip guys, as in Andy and Aaron, do we let our guard down enough? Are are our guards up this entire most, not all the time, but how, how often do you think we go, uh, let our guards down on the show? I think we let it down enough. Enough. No, I I was thinking about we are each other's canary. You know, we can only go as far as we can take each other. So there, there, we we do let our guard down, but you know, we we don't go so far to like kill each other, and we just have to. So it's 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 enough. But is, I mean, I, I think I agree with most of what you're saying. I, I, I don't know if letting the guard down equals killing each other, though. <laughs> um, but you know, but like, like, okay, like, Butcher, his guard is down. Right. He, this is, he is, uh, he now, everyone knows that it's just about Becca, really, for him. So it's, it, it's become this, you know, his it's it's how much Huey can take of the truth now of Huey can take of how much we know he's put his guard we know the truth that's all out there but it's just how much can you take I think I think we'd all be surprised by how much truth we can take and honesty we can take I think a lot of people can't take the truth you can't handle the truth um, I think most people aren't used to it, right? Or aren't used to honesty or don't want to hear it because um, it's hard. And that's, I think, that is true. It is really hard. I just, I think in my experience, the feeling afterwards of being honest and being truly sort of, I think a lot of it is being listened to on, on both ends. And that, that feeling is sort of indescribably great, but it's sort of it's but it's really hard to get to there. And also it doesn't make it any less any 
easier to do it again, to share again, to let your guard down. It's sort of like every day your guard is up. And then every day, hopefully you'll let your guard down a little bit. And hopefully we can sort of all do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's let our guard down. I think we are, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let's continue. Uh, let's continue to see where this journey takes us. You know, Chase's guard is down. We, we were seeing his, his chops, you know, we, we, we are seeing who he is as an actor. I think he's, he's finally using himself in his part. Yeah, and he was given the perfect role to do it. And there's a lot of self-aware, like he's playing a dumb character, but you have to be smart to do that. Um, and self-aware. And and yeah, there's a lot for Chase to play with. And we've we've come a long way from Eloise, you know, <laughs> uh, from part one. A long way from Undrafted. Undrafted, oh man. Undrafted I enjoyed. But yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um but that was a couple of friends making a baseball movie. And that, to me, is kind of... what. Is there anything better? I mean, maybe a better movie. But, <laughs> but, like, but like, still, I'm sure they had the best time. And they're just like, oh, my no, God. Nothing, nothing's better than two friends creating something. Well, there we go. And that's what I guess... It, we're using Chase, but we're, we're, we're creating something here. We're chasing summer. Uh, we're chasing optimism, I think, a little bit. Chasing hope. Um, and Chase is giving it to us, right? Yes. Um, yes. If, if Chase can do it, so can we, so can all of us. Um, and we'll, uh, we're going to continue with more Chase next week, uh, with Nighthawks on Showtime, you know, do that free trial again, get a different email, use it, steal your parents, steal Aaron's, he'll tweet it out. Uh, no, he won't. Um, but yeah, Showtime is the home of all Chase movies that, we're going to be going, we're going to be regressing next week. Cause I'm assuming it's not a good time. Yeah, exactly. There was a huge, a huge bidding war. One more chase and then part two of the boys season two. Is that the plan? Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to play it by ear. Maybe another chase. I think we have a Serena sighting, you know, I can, I can, I can smell it in the air. It's that smoke, you know, it's just like, oh, God. you know, it's, I, I think I think she was finally allowed out of the. Everybody's back in the city. We don't know who's popping back up. Exactly. Who knows who's around that corner? Who knows who will spot? Um, but uh, they can spot me on Instagram and Twitter at Wandering Green. It's green with an e at the end. And I know they can find you on Twitter and Instagram at the worst. And that is the worst. The W R S S T. Boom. And we are at Gossip Guys Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us any questions, thoughts, concerns about our health and mental health and <laughs> our candy. Gossip Guys Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are wherever. I mean, you're already. I don't understand why everyone says, like, lists where we are on podcasts because they're obviously listening to this. Uh, but tell your friends that we're on Spotify, that we're on Apple, that we're on Deezer, that we're on Gaia, that we're on. God, we're at, we're, I Heart. I Heart Media. Exactly. Uh, we're everywhere, man. You can find us. Where you can find us lurking around any corner. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> but like in a nice way, you know. We're the we're the na- we're the neighbor that has a cake for you around every corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not like showing up on a whale. That's not cool. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be cool <laughs> to show up on a whale. 
Uh, just don't kill the whale. Oh man, so many. He kills so many fish. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, I think uh, we've been enjoying the boys. And thank you so much for listening to us. And we will be here next week. XOXO. Gossip guys. You know we love you. you